On this episode, I feel like Connor and I covered quite a bit. Our main focus was on trail cameras, the setup of those, uh, what you can do with the information you're getting from those trail cameras to then set up your stands or how you want to hunt that chunk of property. We also go over landowners and really just being a good person out on public land. I hope you enjoy. All right, so you just got back from, what, a couple days up northeast Iowa? Uh, yeah, I had uh, four days off of work, obviously two on the weekend, and then Thursday, Friday, just because of how my work schedule laid out this week, I had a four-day weekend, so figured I got my deck done, had to do some little summer jobs, and figured I'd go up and check our trail cameras. Unfortunately... Another one got stolen this year. <laughs> the bad part, and I think I already told you this on the phone, is like it's the one camera I was already gonna like get rid of. Right. Because it's supposed to be like the easy cam from Truth or Primos, and it takes decent pictures. But they say easy cam because you just flip it on and off, but you have to like plug it into a computer to change date and settings yeah. and all that. It's like. So it would always be off because I lost the cord, of course. <laughs> then, like, daylight saving time screws up. You change batteries or dead for a while. It, it would be like, I don't know what day it's actually. Right. Like, you have no idea. Like, you can take a picture of yourself in front of them and be like, okay, I figured out the actual day, but you can't, you don't know when the hell the deer showed up. Yeah. So there's that. And so I was like, ah, I'm going to get rid of this camera anyways. I bought a bunch of stealth cams. I was going to switch it out. And it was on a good big scrape I found last year, like a one the size of like a car hood with a bunch of little ones just an awesome overhanging branch with three trails connected mm-hmm. uh going into a field and the field's private but this was all on public and they're betting all on that public i think you haven't been to that spot but you've been up there when we were turkey hunting yeah um up on top of that ridge but am i okay it's literally the furthest point back from like the parking area like nobody's gonna mess with it it's probably so Probably whatever landowner. I think so, and and that's fine. I mean, I guess it's not fine. It still pisses me off, but I'm legally on public ground. Like, I'm, right. I'm 10 solid yards in. The fence is over there. It's facing the field, so as they walk by it, they hit the scrape, go out in the field. Yeah. I just I haven't hunted there. I don't have a tree stand there. I just want to see what's moving. Then I usually hunt, like, 75 to 100 yards in where they're coming off of the field for the trails just because it's easier access. And then you hit him in the morning, coming off the field to go bed. Mm-hmm. And so I'm assuming it was somebody like driving by, saw it on a combine or something, and took it. And like I said, it was the camera I was going to get rid of anyways. I just wanted to see what the hell yeah, was on there. I was gonna say you still don't want it stolen. I put them out in like March just to get all this inventory to like watch them grow, and it's like so that really. So I, I can't remember out. either. Has it been since March since you went? I haven't last checked, checked that them? one since March. But you've gone up. I've gone up and well, checked. Well, you were in tur- when we turkey hunting, you checked. Yeah, I checked our other ones, like uh, like where I shot my buck last year. I've been checking. But these ones are so far back that it's a pain in the ass to get back there. Yeah. So I set them in March, and then I just left them. And so that one got stolen, which really pissed me off. Um, and, it, of course, like all my other ones, I've been like putting them in spots and like making them basically... I don't really want to stay on here to like, but like they're, they're harder to access, right? Not only harder to access, you would have to, I think, be you have to really want searching for them to find them to even see them. Correct. And to like, really view 
found my cameras besides this one. Right. And you did happen to find them and you're like, it's going to be some effort for you to get them. Yeah. Then if you get it at that point, I'm like, good for you. Hats off. You can have it. Yeah. Because they're the amount of energy you expend to just put it just to you hang must it. have really wanted that and yeah. all of mine are on public ground there's that one and um may no i think that one is the no there's one more there's two of them that are within that one's about 10 yards from a fence mm-hmm. but i've never once crossed that fence right. on the po- like i have done everything legal I can literally lean on that fence as long as I'm on my side. Like, I've done right. nothing illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have another one, like, 50 yards from a from a private fence. But it's because they're good game trails going out to their food. I don't hunt there. Right. Because, you know, I personally don't want the temptation of, like, that buck that you've been after all year walks on that side of the fence and you have to let him go. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Yeah. So, I hunt, but, I don't know. So, I hung a different one. I went down that same trail that leads out to that. But now I'm, like... 70 yards from that fence and i did my normal hanging up yeah a different way my normal way of like you gotta really look for this one now and so like my normal security measures but so i'm like okay well take that trail out and there was this really good bedding area i found that had a ton of buck sign last year i just never got i never got the wind i thought i needed looking back now there's winds i can hunt that because the wind I thought I needed was like a southerly wind. Well, mm-hmm. we never get a lot of those in November. But I already killed my buck anyway. So I just, I probably should have went in there on some different winds. There's good buck signs. So like, okay. Yeah. I remember where another big scrape was. It's like 250 yards from where that scrape was. But it's relatively on the same line. So like, okay. So I freshened it all up, put that camera out, put a 16 gig card in it. I'm like, I'll let this sit all year. Cleared everything out like I normally would. <laughs> What I didn't realize is, like, one of the little branches by that grew down and put a fucking leaf right in front of it. And so, in two days... It was snapping constantly. It took 14,500 pictures in two days. Because it was on burst mode. Right. So, it would burst 15-second recovery, burst 15-second recovery, burst for a solid two days. Burnt the batteries out, filled the whole SD card up. <laughs> like, it just sucked. And so, I did sent- you clear that all the brush around it then I'm assuming oh yeah this time. It's, it's cleared out good and well i thought i cleared it in march but in march there's nothing yeah. it's still like it was in november so i was like oh i got it and it just happened to grow leaves down but there was one buck that was um end of may he already had good mass and like he was already past his years and starting to curl out mm-hmm. in may so my, i think in his body it was real big i sent you that picture and i think he's gonna be decent and then some of the other cameras that I've been keeping an eye on this year, I went and pulled, and there was a bachelor group of three bucks using this one new area, and uh, I actually kicked one of them up. It's the wider eight. He wasn't bad, but the one buck I was really interested in back in like June when I was getting pictures of him. Mm-hmm. So I pulled him on 4th of July, and I had pictures of him in June. I wanted to see what he turned into, and I've been getting pictures of him like every three or four days on a certain wind right and i got pictures of him coming down that trail i knew there's bedding there because i found it in march you can see other bedding spots i just didn't know what wind they'd want to bed on that and i i figured wrong but that's what i like about these cameras is like you find this bedding area i know where the bedding's at there's clearly like 
there's there's some smaller trails but there's a steep ravine there's food over here and there's water in that direction and then there's one just beaten up trail heading out for right. that food and water well clearly the deer need three things this time of year food water and security mm-hmm. you got your security i'm like this has got to be their trail out of here and even like i showed you it in like may or whenever we moved those once the brush started growing up like the green you could still see it's being constantly used right. so i'm like clearly there's something so i made like a mock scrape on it just to get him to stop and he's turned out to be a pretty decent buck i sent you a bunch of pictures of him but what's kind of cool that shows me is like i have that deer coming past that camera in the morning at like 8 a.m and going back out to the field at like 7 on the same day mm-hmm. so he's betting there and that's the first thing I'm like he's got to be betting i checked weather report from before from the past and that was on a south to southeast wind which makes sense for that area because all the security that they have is to the south southeast so they want that wind blowing up and then it's all open to the northeast so i'm like okay let me go down the line like four days later there's another south wind boom he's on the camera again right leaving that area at night going to the field so like two days later i got three more pictures of him um one in the morning one in the night southeast wind four days after that another picture of him of at night south wind so i'm like okay clearly like obviously he's not gonna walk past the camera every because there's two trails yeah but where that tree stand is i think what i'm gonna do with this buck is move it back because i can access it really good on a south wind and then i'm gonna hunt him early muzzleloader we got two weekends early october he's still gonna be in that patterning stage yeah You'll get he's a, a nice buck too. I mean, he's a solid 150 class, I think. Yeah. And both G2s are crab clawed, so he's like a double crab claw buck. I mean, he's, he's a nice deer, and it's just kind of cool. Now, stuff can all change in October, but as long as he's consistently doing that, and what I think I'm going to do is, um, I think I'm going to leave that camera alone. I may go pull it in September because that still gives me about five weeks, six weeks before. Um, early muzzleloader to make sure he's still well like if i disturb him it's not oh, gonna... yeah, yeah, yeah i got you so then if i pull it then i know he's still using it and then i'm also like i gotta stand 30 yards from that camera i'm gonna move that stand about 60 yards from the camera the the tree that you want to put it on the tree that we put it on i'm gonna move it okay and uh the one we had it on last year i'm gonna move it um down further when we go to set them this year gotcha just because we had that tree stand at 30 yards last year over that camera in that area and it just it's gonna be too close i thought again like oh this is gonna be a bow setup like we hunted it last year right it's like it just with that southeast wind i never knew what that area was even last year like i had those does all behind me to the east and we kind of set it up there last year because then i had that buck cruise by and it was more of a a tree stand i'd sit on my way to my better stand Mm -hmm. for a morning hunt until the wind would switch because i could access it on the backside a lot easier well now this year i'm like i didn't really know the area i didn't have a camera there now it's a new camera like basically a new area for my camera of like hey i'm gonna i did a lot more walking of it this year 
And it was, again, it was seriously last year just a spot for me to, like, basically get to the top of the ridge. Take a break, yeah. Well, because the spot I wanted, I had to have the deer get off the field to get there. Right. So I'd, like, sit there for a couple hours, let them get bedded, then move in. So this year when we put the stands up, I think, because I know how he's using that trail, and last year where I was was, like, 30 yards from it. And with that south wind, that trail's running north and south that he's walking. If I'm only 30 yards off it and that wind goes a little south, southeast, mm-hmm. he's going to catch my scent. Right. Because even if I get in there and say he's in there early and I sit all day and then he comes out at like five, I just don't. I want him to think he has the wind, but if I move another like 30, 40 yards off, I'm comfortable at 100 and it's pretty open in there. That's the other thing too is it's so open. I mean, you know, that when we walk in, if we go to where the stand like originally needed to be, I think I'm going to get busted. Where right. if I just sneak over that little hill and I'm already there and now I go 15, 20 feet up in the air. I can see that trail seventy yards away, but I don't have to cover that extra forty yards. Yeah, I think it's especially if yeah, if you're going for think you're going to do that for muzzleover. That's how I'm going to set it up. Is just for muzzleover. Yeah, like obviously bow hunting. Then okay, we can move it in tighter because I think they'll cruise that area during the rut. But where like the camera is now, I think we'd go more to the north because there's like a T intersection of trails mm-hmm. there. And you can catch that whole T, but. I think we'll uh, we'll set it up for a muzzleloader hunt. Just because, like you and I were talking the other day, we haven't really gun hunted in forever, and it's like, what yeah. are we doing? Why, I mean, we're giving away a free tag, essentially. Yeah, more or less. Or an opportunity to Correct. shoot another deer, yeah, not another a, buck. Not a free tag, obviously, you have to pay for it, but I mean, like, it's an opportunity, like yeah. you said. So, the late season, the ground we hunt, it just gets pushed around, it's junk, like, I, I just don't think it's good public ground. They move off of it. But come, like, October like, yeah. and November, they're on it for bedding and such. So, well, the last couple of years, I've done the late season hunts up there and just you struggled. You don't see nothing. Yeah, yeah the it's entire time. Even to time. kill, like, a doe. Yeah. And I have, yeah, I have a doe. Well, even my statewide tag or any sex tag, and I have a doe tag usually yeah. for up there. Well, I mean, even the doe rifle tag, you had a hard time. Yeah. Like, it, we, I mean... I had a hard time on that this year, and it's just like, why are we trying to go late season gun or shotgun? Let's do it in October. Right. A little bit nicer weather. We were talking. We it. Yeah, you shot that buck right there a couple years ago, and it's like, hey, man, if you'd have had that on a, like, even when you shot it, you were like, oh, I'm super pumped to get this deer, but now I'm literally like, this is middle of October. I'm missing the my run. favorite time. Yeah. So it's like, okay, muzzleloader hunt it. If we're fortunate enough to get one, sweet. Yeah. In my mind, if we don't kill anything, what early muzzleloader is going to do for us is give us more time to collect data, bedding, how get they're ready switching for up. The, the rut this year. Yeah, because all this stuff can change. That I have this buck, quote unquote, somewhat patterned right now. But once I go set up stands in September and then do all like, it can change significantly by October. Right. So. I think it's just a good time to learn more intel. And I did it a few years ago, and so did you, but we kind of used it more as a spot of like, okay, here's three or four spots we want to look at. Mm-hmm. Let's go sit up on a ridge separate from each other. You go to that spot, I'll go to this spot. If a deer's 100 yards, you can shoot him across the valley. Right. Right? So, But now, worst case scenario, you get to see how the deer using the area then you can set up accordingly either a camera or like, hey, I know we need to go on that trail. There's a shitload of does. Mm-hmm. Come hunt and see or come uh, like the rut and stuff. So 
that was good with the uh, with that buck. Got me excited. The other one, hopefully, have some pictures of whatever that buck turned out to yeah. be. From I swear to God, if I see more leaves on that one camera, I'm gonna freak out. <laughs> Part of me was just like, like I, I just I bought a bunch of SD cards on Amazon. I got them fairly cheap. Part of me I just want to throw that card away because I'm like I don't want to spend the hour like even like. Not, not having a like, chance that maybe there's a picture of something. I yeah, so I wanted to look at all the first ones, but then that the part of like even just like highlighting it or like I know you can hit like delete all, but I couldn't find it on my so I'm like trying to go through and like you're scrolling, highlighting them all, and you're right. like I'd just be going, I'd look, and the cursor's only like the little scroll thing's only like not even an eighth of the way down. Yeah. I'm like, I've been doing this for five minutes. Okay, delete that. And I'm like, I just want to throw this card away. Yeah. It's pissing me off, so We'll see, but the one thing I was going to touch on here um, that got me thinking um, on trail cameras is so, you know, you set out these cameras, you have all these high hopes of like, oh, I saw these guys on TV with all these farms and this or that. Mm -hmm. The dream is to obviously set up a camera, see an awesome buck, and be like, I'm going to figure out how to hunt this deer. Right. Sweet. I've set up a lot of cameras and I've ran a lot of cameras. We're fortunate enough to hunt many different areas of public land, but we kind of like spread out pretty wide. So if we want some good spots, but my best quote unquote spots that I have hunted, including spots where like you've killed deer, I've killed bucks, like we've killed nice deer over the past few years. I'm setting cameras in there this time of year and I am not getting any bucks. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, none. And I know that for some people, this might like, duh, we know what that you're going to say, but anybody that's setting cameras and they're not getting like bucks of the caliber they think they should be getting and all that, but they're getting a lot of deer pictures, be it does and whatnot, like you have an opportunity there to don't get discouraged because you have found where the does are bedding. Right. And what you need to do with that information is everybody is so excited, myself included. I know you are too, to be like, oh, it's October 1. Like, I can't miss the opener. College, like, I always went out. Yeah. That's so stupid now that I personally think. If you are not finding these big bucks, like like I just mentioned, I found one I think somewhat patternable. I think I can kill them early muzzleloader, right? If you're not finding that, and you're just getting a bunch of doe pictures, and then someone might get all discouraged. Oh, this public ground I'm hunting, it doesn't have this. Okay, you found a big trail. You found these does. Go walk that trail. Kick up some does. See where they're bedding. Mark that on your GPS. Then do not go back in there until third weekend or like a couple days before Halloween. Right. Once you found that, go in there on a right wind. I know they're bedding over here. Go... You will start to see scrapes develop along that trail. Keep your camera up, but like you have the perfect situation of cruising potential. So you found two or three spots deer are bedding. Go sit in those doe bedding spots during that Halloween first part of November time frame. You're going to catch bucks cruising by there. So don't, what I'm basically getting at is don't get discouraged if you're only finding does on your cameras. That's a good opportunity for you to kill a deer during the rut. Or pre-rut. Mm-hmm. The problem is people go in there and they burn it all out hunting the beginning of October. And then come the rut, the does have moved on because you're pushing them out of there. And I know public land, other people can get in there. But if you're getting these little 
spots that you know maybe one other person might go in there once in a while but you're really far back from the road you're you're thinking of other things of like i don't park at the parking lot i park on the side of the road down here i access this different so i can get to different parts i have a boat i use the creek however you do it yeah so don't get discouraged if you have these just a shitload of does on your trail camera that's awesome you have a spot to hunt during the rut because i'll tell you there's been years i have found some big deer where they're bedding in the summertime and guess what i have to show of those big deer i have a lot of cool pictures but that's it i never see them on their feet i never see them at any times I go back and hunt those spots. They're not there because they those that's their summertime sanctuary. And it's taken me some years to figure this out, but like, get out of there. Then I find these doe hot spots that have trail cameras of just does. Like the spot I killed my buck last year, that's mm. one of my best stands I've ever found. Best I, every time I've hunted, I've seen a shooter buck. Right. Now in the four years I've hunted that area, I've only sat it five times because I just I it's got to be the right wind, it's got to be the right time, but. You do not see bucks in there this time of year, which is fine because I know they're going to be in there on Halloween. Yeah. But stay the hell out of the areas. Go in there in September. Go walk that trail because you're getting only does. Bump some does up. Mark it on your GPS. Mark food on your GPS. Mark where your trail camera is. See what time they're walking by there. Go, okay, I get it. They're cruising here to go eat at this time or cruising back. Okay. Now set up on a downwind. Say you got a creek behind you. You want the wind blowing in your face, trail in front of you, going to the creek. Cool. They're not going to be in the creek. Now sit that son of a bitch all day during the rut. You will have bucks cruising by. The other thing, some public land guys, like, they see all these people. Like, you and I are watching this TV show. It's like, these guys get to name bucks. Or, like, I'm naming this double crab claw. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you're after this one. Well, on public land, man. There's some people that may want this dream of a 150 or 170. Like, 150 is doable. I should have said, like, 150 or, excuse me, 170, 180, like Boone and Crockett. Yep. Very doable. I've seen them on public land. Well, we had that one guy send us that picture last year. Of, yeah. I mean. 190. In the same general area. A couple hundred yards from where I killed my buck. Yeah. Like, great, great area. But what that deer was was a rut buck. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. I have cameras running all over that area. I have zero picture. I have zero knowledge of that deer. He came in from the rut probably miles away. And this is what I'm trying to get at people is like, you found a doe hotspot and you're all discouraged because you can't participate in the group chats or talk to your buddies of the at work. Look at this camera picture. Look, Well, camera pictures are sweet. I love them. I run like 20 trail cameras. Trust me. I know. But there's nothing better than don't be discouraged of all these does. Get in there. Hunt those spots in, in late October. Stay the hell out of there. I would highly suggest picking up some duck hunting. Maybe go kill some wood yeah. ducks, some teal, some early season goose. Go have some fun. Scratch that itch. Stay the hell out of them doe areas. I'm telling you, you go back in there, find your camera, see, oh, now I'm starting to see bucks cruise by. Oh, yeah. Oh, now there's scrapes developing 50, 60, 100 yards up and down this trail. Mm-hmm. Going to these bedding areas from the food set up there you will have bucks cruise by now not everyone's going to have an area with 190 inch deer that can come by on public land but you're in a good enough county know your deer i mean if a 135 is a big deer in your area sweet that's awesome those can cruise by in the rut mm-hmm. you will hear people that have hundreds of acres that have proved us that they hate the rut because they can't pattern their bucks and their bucks leave their property running hot does on the public land you found a herd of does no telling what could come yeah 
So don't not be discouraged of having dough spots. It honestly makes me happy when my best spots, when I'm going, hey, I have all these dough pictures. That means they're still using this area. I'm happy about that. I know then to stay out of these spots until that time frame. Yep. These other spots that, like the like the one with the Double Crab Club Buck, I was in there last year, didn't really know it, walked it this spring, late winter, or late winter found some bedding, found a heavy trail, set a camera up because I knew, okay, that doe was bedded over here last year when I was hunting it, coming through, but it's still a new area to me because I haven't really like put ton of time or effort and i found it last fall late mm-hmm. so now i kind of have an idea how i want to hunt it this year and it's going to change as the time goes but i have a buck in there that's using it consistently i'm going to set that up for the prime opportunity i think i can kill him on which i think's early muzzleloader because again he's not going to be ready yet somewhat getting excited yeah so i'm going to keep that mods creek going but i know he's using it he's going to come through but now on different winds, we just talked about it too, it's a prime time for you to go. You got your doe bedding area you found all summer scouting with all the pictures. Stay out of there until Halloween. Go to a completely different area. Maybe it's a different county, whatever. Yeah. It's the area you've always thought about. Get an early muzzleloader tag. Unless you're into shotgun and then sweet. Go, even if you're, even if you don't have early muzzleloader tag, you have a bow tag. Go walk that other property in October. Scratch that itch. Sit on the ground. Take a climber. Just mm-hmm. get into an area with 10 different trails going all up and around and just see where deer are moving. That that area that I killed my buck last year, that's how I figured that area out. I just, I walked up there. I, I kind of snuck around it early October one year, a couple years back. Found a bunch of different groups of does bedding up there. Sat my butt on the ground. Had a four corn cruise by. I'm like, okay, sat till dark. I said, I know this is going to be a good area for the rut came back and we've had very good luck out of there yeah. ever since so that's what i wanted to kind of talk about with the trail cameras is they're an awesome tool i love running them everybody i think should get out there and they're a great tool to use um to learn especially some public land especially if you get access to some private ground you've had access to some good ground down yeah. south we can learn things from them but too many people, myself included, for a lot of years, like lived and died by the camera. I don't have any big bucks on the camera. I don't have any of this. They're they're stupid. They're, they're not. You they're telling you a certain thing, and you have to know what that is. So that's my thoughts on the trail cameras. And and two, if you do put them on public land, get creative. Because <laughs> I've had like four stolen. This is the second one this year, but it just pisses you off when I mean. Well, that, I mean, like you said, you were in a spot like this last one that pretty much, I don't know, I don't want to say 100%, but you can pretty much guarantee nobody else is going out there. It's probably that landowner who saw it. I mean, not to blame anybody. Well, and if you look on the maps, like, it's so far from, it's the, the furthest point of the public, and then if you look at all the private around it from the other road, it's just as far from that guy's farmhouse. Right. So, like, it is it is literally miles from any road. Like, it had to have been him. Because who else is walking back there this time of year? And second thing, if you're listening and you ever have stolen a camera or you're the people, you're an asshole. Yeah. Just don't be an asshole. That's the worst. I walk past, or even if you're the guy that's, like, messing with people's tree stands or ever thought about it. I mean, I've seen cameras and tree stands, and 
don't people I feel like are jealous people or this or that or they want to make a um, they want you to know hey um, whatever it is you know I'm using this area I'll just steal the stuff don't don't do that you don't have to be that guy just because someone else is in there if you see each other at the area say hey and I've had guys put up tree stands 15 yards from my tree stand mm-hmm. when I'm walking up saying hey can I have your number and we'll just text each other when we're in here because I have other spots. Right. I don't want to disturb you, but I'd also like you not to disturb me. And, they, and they've been really cool about it, but don't steal my shit. And I have another camera this year that there was guys that were cutting for the DNR, clearing out some stuff, mm-hmm. and they found one of my cameras. I got tons of pictures of them clearing trees for, like, weeks. Then you can see them finally spot it. What'd they do? They went over and shut it off because they didn't want to be on camera. Right. I'm completely I'm fine with that. With that. Yeah. That's awesome. But don't be an asshole. And I'm really, I'm pretty positive. I'm gonna go to all my cameras and start writing. You're an asshole on the inside of them. So if people steal them, take it, have it. If you really need it that bad, great. But you'll know you're an asshole because you stole it. What happens every time you open it up? I'm gonna tell myself I'm an asshole. <laughs> but apparently, I'm, but I just, it just bugs me because I know there's these people out there that are doing that, and it's because they're jealous. Someone else has already found a spot. They either thought they've been hunting for years. Right. It's public land. Again, I've had people in my good spots, and it's like let's just communicate. Because I, I don't live and die by a spot. I got a lot of spots. And I'll, I'll move around, but let's let's all be good here. We're all on the same goal. But the thing, too, is I feel like these people have, like, kids or, like, they're, like, you want to teach your kids to steal and be a piece of shit? No. Yeah. Like, God, it just frustrates the hell out of me. I don't get it. I, I never will. I, you can't explain it to me why you would do that. And I, people have left notes in my camera. Mm-hmm. Like, landowners saying, hey, I think you're pretty close to my property. I'd like this camera moved. And again, technically, I'm legal. Yeah. I, it, I, am, I am well within my public hunting area. It just happens to be facing towards the private because I know the deer are walking that fence line. There's nothing illegal about that. I'm just getting an idea of what's using the area. And like I said, I set up ways from the fence line because mm-hmm. I don't want to have the temptation. But... I've had people put notes in my camera. And you know what? I'm fine with that. It, it still pisses me off because you're not... They're trying to claim public ground as like, you're too close to my private. But right. better than stealing it, and I've moved them off of there. Yep. So, And I know you've dealt with that guy a couple years ago that was like, if I see that camera in there... I, I mean, you yeah. can tell the story. Well, yeah. I was... It was the morning, I was just hunting. And I think it was pretty early on. All of a sudden, I hear like an ATV or something kind of cruising behind me. Ended up being a gator that this farmer was on, and he's just like, "Well, what are you doing back here?" I was like, "I'm hunting. Like, yeah. I'm on public ground." He's and you accessed it for public. You I had across, on public. yeah, I had across that that stream or that yeah. creek there, and like you had to wear basically like waiter boots to get like you yeah. did everything physical to get back up in there. Right, and then so he's getting upset with me. Because my camera was facing towards his private but you land. Were, I was on public. Like 10, 20 yards into yeah. public. And he told me that if I see that camera there still, it's going to be gone. Like basically he's going to steal it. when If you don't take it with you today, I'm going to come out and get it. Right, you. exactly. And I was not happy with the guy, but I ended up going up to the top and just talking to him. Like kind of trying to break bread a little bit yeah. with the guy and try to be like, all right. I'm not doing anything illegal, but this guy's going to try to find something to pin on me. 
So let me just go up to him. Hey, you know, I'm sorry that my camera was facing, you know, towards your field. I Which was is on bullshit. Public. You shouldn't have to apologize. I have to, no. But you kind of want to have peace with him because then if you do want to hunt up there in the future, he's going to fuck with all your shit all the time. Exactly. So it's, you know. But what I think he's coming from, and, and there's some private ground we have access to that butts up to public, and it is, in order to get there, you've been there, it is a hike. Yeah. you got to want to get to the backside of that private ground we have access to. So I think what that guy's problem was is he had his private ground with, if I remember right, it's basically like he's got a finger that they come out of and then crop fields. Yep. But all the major timber is public. Yes. Well, all the deer are bedding. But it wasn't like two years prior. And that was another thing he said. He was, he's like, I wish the DNR never bought this or he was yeah, all upset about it. Yeah, it just had got sold yeah. into DNR or into the state of Iowa. But everything's bedding in there, and what you were doing, which there's nothing wrong with that, is you were accessing it the hard way, coming around on a good wind, getting on top of the hill, and as these deer would bed or come out of bed to go feed, you would shoot them in that transition zone Mm -hmm. on public ground. And I think what was pissing him off, which is screwed up, is for years, like you just said, it was not public, and he had... All that ground, basically nobody disturbed his deer. Yep. He has those big, tall box blinds that he can get in a warm, heated blind, and they come out, and he kills a lot of big deer. And now he's seeing guys like you and me work our ass off to get back there. No one else is just. Back there. I was going to say, just to get up there. I know. And he's pissed because now we're shooting deer. We're screwing up his hunting ground. Mm-hmm. But why? That's that I will never make sense to me. You worked your ass off to get up there. Now he's pissed because his easy street's over. Right. That's public hunting, man. And I know you spent a ton of money on some badass ground that butted up to public, but don't buy ground that butts up to public now. Buy it next yeah. to a neighbor that's on a same deer management program as you, and you guys can kill big deer every year. I don't get, I will never get somebody that says, hey, you better take that camera. It's not going to be there when you get back. Right. To threaten, you know. Stealing your shit. Exactly. And really, you know, I, that could have easily been a contact the dnr and be like hey this is what this guy's saying to me i'm on public land yeah and but and you almost need proof it one of those situations would almost be one where it's like you really want to hide a really good infrared camera yeah and put a dummy camera out for him and then t- get pictures of him right. stealing it <laughs> then get the dnr involved but then but then here's what you do we have a we stayed out of there for the last couple of years yeah. i mean we have found better spots or just as good and it just wasn't worth the just headache stayed away so he kind of did what he wanted to and scared us a little bit yeah think we might start heading back in that general area this year it's not it's not a bad i mean you shot a really nice buck up there i shot a smaller buck during muzzle early muzzleloader a couple years back missed um, a really nice one missed there. yeah i talk about that that was yeah that was bad what was that one did, it was i you, range it so my the time this was it's such <laughs> a stupid mistake well you just had bought in your defense this is like your second or third year archery hunting and you just bought a new range finder right and so the range finder it would figure it would calculate like your angle and everything and then tell you the range that you need to be shooting at but it also gave you just the normal range it would say range on like down here it'd say or top would be like range to shoot for yeah bottom would be like actual actual range so i looked at the actual range and I'm like, okay, perfect. Set my, uh, had a single pin. Yeah. Set that. Draw back. I mean, he's brought, it is, it he's is like. chasing a doe. The, per, I mean, yeah, he had just stopped. Perfect. I mean, right in the clearing you need him to be in. Everything's perfect. 
I shoot. I mean, it would have been money. It would have been the perfect shot, but I went right underneath of him. <laughs> and he ran off and he stopped for a little bit and I'm just like, "All right, okay, just don't move too much. Like maybe he's going to start working his way back a little because there was does behind yeah. him." And he took off. He was gone. gone. That was it. So, yeah. He was a nice deer from what I've been told, but that goes to show you right there you need to practice with your range. I mean, well, yeah, but now I have a different one that doesn't that just has one well, number. Well, yeah, because <laughs> let's be honest, that's such a stupid idea of a range finder. Yeah. It's like, let me give you two ranges. One that you should in use in the heat of the moment. Yeah. And like not like that you got to practice with it too much, but you just get so caught up with like we both have angle just compensating st- range finders yeah. now, but it tells you the range. Yeah. It already compensates for you. And it's one of those just like those stupid, you know, simple mistakes that you just like duh, you know, I sh- should have that known just better. Makes yeah. you want to. Yeah. Uh, I I know how mad you were because we only had like a couple days that year, and that was like day three of your four days to hunt. Yeah. It worked perfectly. That was rough. I'm just bringing that back up for yeah. you. Yeah. But no, that's a good that's a good area. We've gotten a few does out of there too. I mean, it's they're it's, in there. They're in there pretty thick. So. I but, think if we can get back up there. But the point being is, like, situations like that just make this more hostile. And that's how you hear about people, like, getting in fights or, like, arguments or, like, people get so wound up about these deer and it's like, hey, at the end of the day, it's, it's I know it's, like, competitive, but it's just a damn deer. Yeah. Like, why do people have to be like that? And but. It kind of just pisses me off because that guy's like, I know he spent his property or that ground. He just wants to hunt that property, but like, he has access to all the public too. Why doesn't he get up in there? Yeah. And, you know, for him, it'd just be a straight shot from his back door that he'd have to walk. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he could easily just instead of being an asshole and being confrontational about it, just be like, "Hey guys, um, you know what? You guys gonna be like weekend hunters or what? Because like, yeah. I would." I'd really prefer it if I know it's public ground, but, like, I just don't want that bottom down there disturbed. And we'd have been like, hey, we, we understand that. You know, it funnels out to your ground. We're going to be here Saturdays and Sundays. The rest of the week, it's not going to be disturbed. Yeah. But instead, he's just going to be an asshole about it. And it's like... I'm going to steal your if stuff. If that camera's there... And the camera... What it was was an old logging road that had been sold, like an old four-wheeling trail. And the, the it turns, and then it goes. there's an opening there that mm-hmm. went into his property from the four-wheeling trail. Yep. You had your camera, because I hope you said it, back off of that trail like 15, 20 yards. So you catch them coming through the gate. Once they got onto public ground, they'd have to be like 60 feet away from the camera to mm-hmm. activate it. So they're well into public ground, boom. Or they'd come around that corner to go out, take a picture. So you're basically taking a picture of that fence opening. Right. And you were perfectly legal. I mean, you were legitimately 20 yards off that fence just facing it so you'd get pictures of him coming in and off because he had all the food yeah and he just was pissed about that and it's like why we're we're not doing anything illegal our stand was even past that down the ridge more just because of a better wind access but i don't understand it Never I, yeah i don't think yeah i he needs to buy some different ground yeah. he's that pissed about <laughs> it i mean come on man so that's i don't know checking cameras just be be cur- I mean, don't don't be an asshole. Don't steal stuff. Yeah. Honestly, act like it's yours. Like, I walked into just scouting spots last year, found tree stands, nice ones. And I would never, like, I've had people... That's like, going to be mine now. Or, yeah. like, yeah, I've put up a ladder stand before and then have people, like, steal the brace. 
in between. Yeah. Because I didn't lock that. I locked the top part. Or I've had them come and, like, they can't get it off, but they've just taken, like, all the bolts out. So, like, as you're walking up the ladder, like, it's just really shaky. Mm-hmm. And then when you go to, like, take it off, it all falls apart when you do unlock it. And it's like, okay, I don't understand that, you know. And Or people, like, will take the bottom two runs off of your, like, climbing sticks going up to a hang-on stand. It's like, guys, leave. what is that supposed to show you? Hey, someone else is in here. Right. Well, yeah, I know other people are in there. Public land. It's public ground. There's a lot of people in there. So don't be an asshole this time of year. I know <laughs> it's getting into that time. People are going to set stands here in the next month. People are starting to run cameras. There's some cold fronts starting to come through. People are getting excited. But, like, don't be assholes. When you run into people, talk with them. Hey, where are yeah. you going? And you know what a lot of guys don't think about is, like, if you're talking to these people and they're like, I'm going here, I'm going there, and you kind of talk to them, look for that on a map, and that's going to show you where they're accessing. A lot of people don't read the wind when they access. They access mm-hmm. it lazy. It's going to push a lot of deer to these hard-to-reach spots. Get there an hour early. Play the wind right, get in them hard to reach spots and let them push deer to you. I mean, just be courteous to people. And at the end of the day, we're all trying to just have a good time. So there's no point in getting a fist fight over a damn deer or like get like don't steal shit. Be nice. And then when you're are checking your cameras, like I said, if you find good doe bedding, use that to your advantage in the fall. Don't get all gung ho about well, I gotta have a hundred and sixty inch deer on camera on my camera because I've had pictures of. 180s on my camera and all of september and then come october they were never there and then some of my best hunts have been deer that i didn't even know were around mm-hmm. come cruising through doing during the rut and it's just awesome so i'd say a lot of times public land is rut hunting ground you don't you you can't physically plant anything or do anything to hold deer there you can't mm-hmm. manage the ground because it's not technically like yours so a lot of times, go find doe bedding in public ground. Wait till October. Make sure doe bedding's still there, and you're gonna see a lot of big bucks. Be movable. Go find scrapes. Hunt fresh sign. I mean, there's just a lot of things you can do, but don't get so gung ho on the cameras of like I gotta find a big buck. And and for me, I just like running cameras. I was say, like you said though, it's, it should be more of just a tool. To kind of let you know what's in the area and what's going on. And maybe you have an idea of what's in that area. And that could confirm or, you know, falsify whatever you want to say. What you had thought. Exactly. And and you're not necessarily like patterning a deer. I know I just talked about that. For me, this is like the first year I've actually been able to somewhat pattern one. But for me, it always gave me an idea of how the deer are using a certain chunk of public. Where are they coming out to feed? Mm-hmm. Where are they not? Because like I said, most of that time on public has been, it's a rut hunting setup. So I just want to know how they're using it. And then I can put stands accordingly when it's time. Right. So use those as a tool just to see what's in the area. And then also, again, I don't know where everybody hunts, but kind of see what's in the area. You're exactly right. It's like put it up on a crop field if you can or access like to a crop field where you know deer are funneling in the summertime. And if you're getting pictures of a shitload of 130-inch deer, then, hey, man, you're probably hunting an area that's got 130-inch deer in it. Then when you see a 130-inch 10-pointer, unless he's, like, a super young deer and you can tell, kill that. Most guys just want to kill a good buck, Mm -hmm. us included. You know, a good buck to us might be 140 to 160. I mean, I will never pass up 150 right now in my life. I know you won't. So 
everybody sees these giant 200s and 180s, 170s. Well, if all you have is 130s on your property or on this public land you're going to hunt, then that's what you got. And then, hey, you know, I don't want to hunt that area. I want to go to a better deer hunting area. Another chunk of public that might have better deer quality because I know the county does or whatever, that area. Then you know not to hunt it. If you're like, man, I'm way happy. I just want to shoot a nice 10-point or an 8-point. Mm-hmm. Get in there and kill one. So they're just a tool, but I think too many people live and die by the damn picture. You know, a lot of guys, my cousins and family and stuff, have passed on all these deer pictures, and they're just like, how many of them have you killed? Yeah. It's like, it's cool to see, but I don't know. I'd rather use it as a tool to learn how them deer are moving. And then, you know, if you know in that area you got 150-inch deer, but they might be summer and on private ground, but you know how that public, the deer like to move through there, Man, like we just said, you said it. That that guy that like one ninety cruised through, mm-hmm. he smoked that thing. So they can just be tools, but everybody get out there and get some damn cameras hung up. It, look online. I'm telling you, the thing that's helped me run so many damn cameras is buy refurbished. Go on eBay. Go on shameless plug of I'll say Camo Fires where I get a lot of mine. You can get some damn good deals on some refurbished shit. And I've been running a lot of refurbished stealth cams. They've been doing real good. What, I, like 35 yeah, 40 Yeah, I, I haven't paid over $40 for a camera. Yeah. And they're 60-foot range, video, burst mode, infrared. Like, they're awesome cameras. They're just, like, half price because they're refurbished. They come with a year warranty. Like, go check them out. Wild Game Innovations got some good refurbished ones. But get a couple cameras, get them up, and then... Once you, I mean, we can touch on it later as our seasons kind of go, but this time of year, go walk through, find big trails, walk the trails. If you mm-hmm. kick up deer, then you know, okay, bedding area. Kind of find an area where you know they're going to have to walk by that and give you a lot of camera pictures, meaning you angle it to where they're going to walk by and your camera has plenty of time to hit the picture as they're walking away. Also look at, like, how's this sun going to affect these shadows of these trees because that shadows can sometimes make your camera trip up. Or get close to agriculture. Even if you're just getting pictures of deer at nighttime, they can start with the agriculture. Where are they accessing their food? Stay on public. Don't do anything illegal. Take the pictures you can of stuff going out to feed. Then from there, as season starts, you can kind of start working in. Meaning, oh, I know I have a good buck. Or I always see these does back here. So they're definitely, you know, say you have three cameras. There's three major trails on this 100 acres you're going to hunt. Put one on each one. Then as the season goes, you can narrow it down. Oh, the middle trail is getting the most action. Well, let me walk it. Oh, it splits off here. Then put a camera on each split. Mm-hmm. Oh, more deer going left. And then kind of work. Then you get to just know the damn area. And it's going to help out a lot come fall. You guys will see. And then once you go in there in the fall time, if you do go early October, if you know it's a doe area, stay out till Halloween. Fight every instinct. My dad told me that when I was little. I never listened to him. Now I understand. Fight it. Stay, go and hunt it during the good time during the, the rut. But that being said, once you find big scrapes and stuff up these trails in October, throw your cameras on those. You're going to see some giant deer on scrapes. I mean, you were doing that last mm-hmm. year, so was I, and it, you just get to learn cool areas. So that's my two cents on running cameras. I don't, you got anything to add to it? I know no, I, I think, basically talked the entire time. No, that's fine. I mean, you've been doing it a lot more of this this off season if you will than i have so yeah i what think the hell, man? I, I know but i think you've been doing a good job at it and 
you know, oh, what, you're, what you've been learning, you know, has helped me. I mean, it's, I'm learning from what you're doing too. Yeah. So I think it's, I don't know. I think it's been Yeah. Like you good. said, not everyone's got to buy a million cameras, but even if you just start out with one or two, spend a hundred bucks, get two cameras, some batteries, a couple SD cards and, and go put them on heavy trails. You can tell this time of year what heavy trails are. Mm-hmm. Go into food. They're all going to food this time of year. So you get big heavy trails going to food. Put it on there. You're going to get some cool pictures. And sometimes they're just going to surprise you. A buck's going to crop up. Or when you go into deer hunt in the fall, you find a big scrape, you got to put a camera on that. You will see some giant bucks hitting that. Giant for your area. Everybody's area is different. Right. But bucks, you're like, holy crap. And it might be midnight they're hitting them. But you're like, man, these are good deer. Well, now... You can kind of start to figure it out. You'll will see some bucks hitting during the daytime, then you'll kind of know and and use that information. People get all these pictures, then like I've, I'm trying to bring it all back, but you get these pictures, and you're like, what do I do with them? Well, think about it. I mean, you don't have to get super nerdy like I do, but I have like graphs of deer I want to hunt on paper. I go back on each date I've got them in time. I go look at wind charts. Why are they walking on this on wind? Then I go back and oh, this makes sense. This wind would mean they can see this, they can smell that. They're using this trail. Because if a certain deer is only coming past that trail on a, like for instance, that double crab call, he likes a south wind, mm-hmm. southeast wind. I understand why for that particular area. So it makes no sense for me personally. If there's a north wind, why would I go in there? He ain't going to be in there on the north wind. He's got a totally different bedding area on the north wind because mm-hmm. it, it's security for him. So why the hell would I go waste my time putting my scent in there on a north wind? You're, and then that's where people, I think, screw up. Like, oh, I got all these pictures of all these deer. Then they go and hunt it. And they're like, oh, these cameras suck. Well, you're not putting all the pieces of the puzzle together. It's a puzzle. And that's what I love about this is it's like, it's a puzzle. You got to figure it out. So don't go in there on the wrong wind. Look at that type of stuff. And also, you get so jacked up about these deer. Unless you have them patterned. Like I said, day you know, after day after day after day. day. Yeah. Like I knew a guy uh, when I used to live up in Humboldt that he had this really nice buck patterned, and he had him. He's like, I'm gonna kill him opening day, and he literally got done after work. Two hours later, he texted me a picture of the buck. He's like, I told you. He's like, Well, now he, he's like, I kind of sucks. I can't hunt my rut hunt. I was gonna say, there goes your season. But for that area, there's not giant deer up there, and that that was a big deer for that area. It's a I would have shot it where we hunt, you know. Mm-hmm. So use the information them cameras are giving you, and and if all you're getting is a bunch of does, still go through there, figure out why they're using that area, which way they're going, set up two or three different stands for different winds, and if that's the only area you have to hunt, you don't have the time to go other areas or access. That is a rut stand. Stay the hell out of there. I cannot emphasize this enough. Stay out until Halloween. Go in there on the right wind during Halloween. Sit all goddamn day long. All day. We learned that last year. Yep. Sit all day long from Halloween till the first like full week of November. Sit all day long. Stay out of there till then. You will see deer. Because you're going to burn that spot up if that's your only area you have to hunt. Let's say it's like 40 acres. You're going to say, these cameras are stupid. Those guys didn't know what they're talking about. Why the hell did I spend 100 bucks? No, man. You're playing the game wrong. So, anything else to add? That's it. I think that was that's all we got for this one. You got any questions or comments or anything we touched on or we sounded stupid about or 
you have a rebuttal and or questions that we can answer, hit us up on our Instagram. Let us know what you think. Thanks. See ya.